are live. Hello to all my guys, gals, and non-binary pounds of podcast land. I am your dungeon master for this amazing game, Mikey. And you can follow me at all of my personal social medias at Pop Culture Geek, specifically Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok. And you can also follow me and the rest of our amazing cast at DD Vibe Tribe Productions across those same social media sites. Make sure to give us a follow to stay up to date on all the things that we got going on. When episodes get released, bonus content, little fun stuff. It's a great time here, we promise. But as I mentioned, we are back with another episode of Hecna, a Dungeons and Dragons 5th edition actual play podcast. And of course, as always, I am not alone in this endeavor. I have my amazing cast tonight. As small as we are, we will be mighty, and we promise it'll be a good time. But we're going to go around, introduce who we got tonight, and then we'll get into the madness that is this campaign. Everyone, this is your wonderful Echo from multiple D&D Vibe Productions. Most recently, the Academy. The old ones would be Worldwide Wrestling and Knights of Pain Town. I am playing Nicholas Heisenberg, the Steel Stringer, which is not a subclass of any of the known classes. It is its own class from D&D Wiki. So I'm basically the anime character with the wires of this group. I pass it along. Hello! You can find me on any of my social medias, including Twitch and TikTok, at Foriana. You can call me Foriana. And tonight, for this D&D Vibe Tribe production, I will be playing the uh, halfling cleric, Bar- Belladonna Greenhill. almost messed up my own name. But thank you, Mikey. Back to you. Hello, everyone. It's Josh. You can also uh, call me MG Preacher if you'd like. Uh, you can follow me at MG Preacher on TikTok, and you can also follow me on uh, Instagram at MG Preacher Mark Two. As Echo said, I am in a lot of these podcasts. Six, I believe. But worried about all those. You're worried about this. Otherwise, you wouldn't be here. So, anyways, I'll be playing Max Mauser, the party's gunslinger. I see that we have picked a voice, and that makes me super excited. (laughs) Oh, absolutely, Mike. You're going to be a fun one. But unfortunately, we are down a couple of players tonight. Um, So going through our list, our bugbear paladin, Shane. You can follow him at Shortbeard on TikTok, and you can catch him in some other projects he's got going on. We have... Chris, who plays Wolfie, our rogue, and you can follow him at TikTok at Cosmos Perfect. And then last but certainly not least, you can follow our residence feed, our Swedish friend, Mikkel, who plays Moldy, our bard, and you can follow him across the social media at Spock Rangers. If you like wrestling, you can also follow him at Mortblut. I believe I pronounced that, but go check it out. It's a great time. But... With those introductions out of the way, let's get tonight's session started. So where we last left off in our campaign, our adventure began with the party along with their companion, and I put that in air quotes, Stefano, running through the forest as they were being chased by two brown bears. After some time, one of these bears leapt towards the party but crashed into an iridescent barrier thus rendering the bears unable to get the party. But that also proved true for the party as they were unable to leave said barrier either. After continuing on their path through the forest, they come across a large clearing where they encountered a strange sight, a steam train covered in various vines and other foliage, and upon investigating found that this train was attached to a station and a ticket booth with the name Starlight Express fadedly painted into it. Of course, like any good child, our party's companion Stefano decided to go inside the train where they encountered an awakened marionette train conductor who joyously tasked them to retrieve their tickets and punch them into very grand and fun designs related to the carnival. Upon some conversation with our awakened marionette, 
he revealed that this train was a passage to what is known as the Revelia, a large amusement park, carnival, whatever you want to call it, that is regarded as one of the brightest and biggest amusements parks around. After a brief moment of taking in the scenery and finding their seats, the train takes off, which leads our players to said Revelia. And after a few moments, the Starlight Express delivered them to the front entrance. The party decided to enter the Revelia, where they took in the sights and sounds and noticed a couple of things. A large statue, fountain at the beginning, various animated posters with a clown mask on it. And before long, the party noticed a human male figure beckoning them to join him in a secluded tent away from the crowds of people walking past. Once inside, our human male introduced himself as Conrad, and he revealed to the party that Stefano, their child's companion, was actually a porcelain marionette who was designed to bring people to the Revelia. Surprisingly, the party wasn't too upset with him, but Stefano nevertheless apologized before Conrad sent him back to someone known as the Toy Maker. After that little kind of scene, Conrad gave our party the lowdown about the true nature of the Revelia, and they learned that the person in charge is someone by the name of Hecna, and despite his playful nature, he is sadistic and rotten to the core. In addition, Hecna seems to have eyes all over the place and accomplishes this through the numerous animated posters hanging around. So our party learned that Hecta could see and hear all through the posters, so that's a little bit creepy. They also learned that death is a concept in the Revelia that is never finite. You get to come back, but every time you die, it will cost you something to return. So that's a little bit foreboding. Before Conrad could give the party any further information, a sound of a trumpet and drums begin to fill the air, and Conrad tells the group to remain hidden as an event known as the parade is about to begin. So that is where we're going to pick up. So as you guys are all huddled around this tent and kind of comically sticking your head out the, the entrance like totem style heads on top of each other you continue to hear the sound of loud trumpets begin to signal the start of the parade and it isn't before long that the sight begins to pass in front of the tent so the distant sound of trumpets and drums begin to grow louder and louder at first joyous but then they start to meld into a cacophony of noise that is almost a little painful to the ears as you guys are inside the tent, you can feel them start to shake and rattle a little bit as you can feel the vibration of many footsteps from the revelers, the people who are here at the Revelia, start to coalesce around where you guys are out on the outside, pushing and pulling each other to get front row seats to whatever is about to happen. And before long, through the main pathway, you just see an explosion of fireworks and you see a huge lavish cart pulled by a menagerie of different types of animals around the corner of where you guys are at. On top of this cart, you see a giant gilded cage with a gigantic Antillion trapped inside. Its large translucent wings are veined with deep green resembling kind of oval pieces of fractured glass so stained glass wings who knew its wings begin to flap and beat as if it's dancing and spinning to the beat of the trumpets and the drums acrobats swinging from colorful ropes and silks around the cage as this insect screeches and bellows and the cart is surrounded by numerous costumed dancers the performers all grin with a kind of more creepy smile plastered on their face at the gathered crowds and on top of this gilded cage, you see a tall humanoid figure decked out merrily in vivid reds and golds. He's wearing a pale mask, the same one that's featured on the Funhouse Castle. And you guys recognize this as a similar face to the many posters you see this 
so far, and it's hard not to recognize the kind of twisted smile that's carved onto this mask in the shape of a grin. The figure on top of the cage begins to twirl a long baton, shooting gold and glittering fireworks into the night sky. As he waves to the crowd and does a couple pirouettes from atop of the cage, you notice the moonlight almost seems to spotlight his elegant form. He is without question the star of the show, and as the cart passes, he turns towards you guys specifically and gives you a wink and blows you a kiss before the cart begins to go around the corner to continue the parade. Mikey, can I spur it? Belladonna sends him a smooch right back, right through the air. She catches the one he sends right out of the air and just back right at back at you, big fella. Someone's got a crush. <laughs> She'll never tell. We gotta love the trickster clarys. They're great. <laughs> that was a spectacle you only get to see once in your life. But doing this place. I was gonna Conrad. say, I've got... Oh. Oops, sorry. I was just gonna say, I've got the distinct feeling that we're gonna see that more than once. Just a general idea. Yeah. It does sound like we're getting out. You think there's a resort or something? You know, I wouldn't mind if there was. I, I would maybe actually be okay with being trapped here for all of eternity and damnation and all that. Yes. If there was at least some sort of resort. Someplace I could oh. really kick my feet up. Same here, but I have something I have to do, so I can't stay even if there was one. Kind of sad. But, you, but yes, I have to leave this place soon. But I have to leave with him. Points at... Preacher's character. Sorry, I try to remember names in my head. Man, <laughs> I put it, Max. I just point back over to where uh, Hekna had just left. I look over at Nick. You like he's compensating for something? Probably is. Probably not as well. Maybe he's just that flamboyant. You never know. Yeah, you never know. Oh my goodness. The giant gilded cage ended up passing through, but you could still see a bunch of the performers following behind the main attraction. So, I would like everyone to... Now, I'm going to give you the choice. As you guys are still looking at the rest of this parade happening, I want you guys to either make me an investigation or a perception check, please. Let me see which one of those I'm actually better at. Investigation or perception, yeah? Yep. Perception. So can... Perception it is. 12 plus 3, a 15. Cool. <laughs> Alright, give me a second. I get D&D Beyond up. We'd love to see it. I can't find all my notes. A11. It's not terrible. <laughs> it's a nat 1 in my book. Remember? <laughs> oh yeah, that's right. <laughs> plus 10 to your perception checks. I have a plus 5, but... I took one of the feats, which I I decided to keep it, where I have, I'm very unlucky, but it happens both ways. So if Mikey rolls an 11, it's a nat 1 for him, if something's targeting me. But if I roll a nat, nat 11, it counts as a critical failure for me. Yeah, so, yeah, so I would have had a 16, technically, but I got a nat 1. This is going to be great. <laughs> I hate, I'm hating it. I'm hating this dice. It's like, put it in jail. But anyways, okay, so let's resolve this. So we'll start with good old uh, Nick. So Nick, unfortunately for you, as The you moon blinds me! Gosh dang it! Yeah, let's go with that. Like, the moonlight just is, hey, what's that? It's, ah, my eyes! And then, Max, for you, you're just enjoying the parade a little bit. You're just taking it in. You're not really noticing anything out of the ordinary. Belladonna, you, however, you get glimpses of things that most people seem to not have paying attention to at this point. You can see that the different acrobats and the performers that are making their way through the parade, despite their grins that are plastered across their face, you can see that some of them have tears rolling down their cheeks despite their wide smiles. Oh no. And as you, your vision takes a step further back to take in exactly what it is you're seeing, you can see that the different rides and buildings in the distance 
across the horizon line. They appear to be distorted like a mirage. So think of it as like waviness of a mirage when it gets super hot. And you also see that across the buildings and tents and carriages near you, despite this being a wondrous place, according to the awakened marionette from the train, you notice that many of these buildings are the paint is peeling and it's starting to decay a little bit. And the rich red velvet that you were taking a back by on the way in is very muddied and frayed. And it looks like a few of the tent poles are cracked and patched together. Everything is a slightly worn look, mostly hidden by the dark night. Oh. Oh, good. Good. So it's almost like when you move into an apartment that's had the landlord special. There's clearly a coat of white paint, but it's over literally every surface, including the lights. Yes. (laughs) Interesting. If my bugbear friend were present, I would tell him these things. He's not. (laughs) I'm all alone. He's there physically, probably in game. It's not like they vanished, but he's just very absent minded at the moment. (laughs) I'm just going to go. He's in a daze from all the glitz and glamour that just. Right. And right now he's still thinking of where he can find some sugar floss. Oh, (laughs) man. I'll keep that. I'll keep that to myself for the time being. I'm going to sit on that for a bit. Sitting on a secret. (laughs) It's what I do best. We love it. I was blinded by the light. <laughs> a lot of things have transpired in the last, like, minute or so. Things have already gotten to a great start, and I love it. At some point, the parade makes its way towards the end, and the revelers that were mobbing in front of you guys in the tent begin to disperse and go back to whatever it is they were doing before. You guys poke your heads back into the tent, And Conrad just looks at you all and says, It's not so glitzy and glamour as you thought, huh? The moon blinded me, so I cannot say for sure. Yeah, you probably don't want to stare at the moon too much, because that thing... I was looking at the carnival, the light just went into my eyes. I have no clue what happened. Yeah, it's a thing around here. My apologies, I should have warned you ahead of time. That and he does get blinded quite easily. I just have extremely bad luck. (laughs) That's going to be a problem around here, (laughs) because... And Conrad kind of grows a little more stern a little bit. Looks around. It's a little dangerous here to speak more about it, but if you want to know exactly the ins and outs and you want to learn more, come find me a little bit later at the Lost and Found. (laughs) And what exactly is that, by the way? You'll know when you see it. Alright, fair enough. And so I'm guessing that was Hecna you were speaking of. Again, Conrad looks around and just, without uttering a word, just nods yes to you. Alright, so that's yes. Satisfy mine. So- mm, Pax, my, my good buddy, my good pal. Can you come down here? You're much taller than I am. Could you come down here real quick? I kneel down. Yeah, what's up? And I also, I, come, I also come down just to listen. Alright, I think mom's the word. And she does the thing where she taps one finger at the side of her nose and she goes, So we should be mindful, right? Of uh, what we say and when. I think that's the point our good friend Conrad here is getting at. Alright, fair enough. Basically, nowhere safe. Even here is not safe anymore. So, Mr. Conrad, we'll find you later at the Lost and Found? Certainly. You'll, again, you'll know when you see it. Okay, we'll know when we see it, but how much is later? Just if we're ballparking it. A girl's got things to do. And apparently sugar floss to find, so. Ah, <laughs> uh, sugar floss, man. It just, <laughs> it's, and he just, there's a tear that's like, goes down. <laughs> but a good tear is just, man, that sugar floss is so good. <laughs> oh, dang. I love those. Though it is quite expensive, so you're probably going to need to save up a little bit. (laughs) But anyways, yeah, come, I'll send you someone to escort you to the Lost and Found when it's safe enough, so I'll have someone bring you to me, so don't worry too much about it. (laughs) And with that, Conrad just bids his adieu, 
turns around, walks the out the other exit of the tent. You guys are now all by your lonesome inside this tent. So what's our plan? Are we going to sneak around everywhere? Or are we just going to act? So here's the first thing I'm going to say. We need to, with the name, we need to ixnay on the eknahe. Okay? I feel like that's step one. Mr. White Man. Just boss man or whatever. But like, you, you yeah. get the vibe. We could just call him Happy. We could just call him Happy. You can call him whatever you want. Just don't call him. Basically, like how you don't speak a demon's name. Yeah, sure. Second, sounds like we're gonna have to find some of that candy floss. Because it made that man cry. And I have this really distinct feeling that he doesn't do that often. So, like, now I gotta know. First off, okay... Second, if we get the floss, let's see if it's magical. It sounds like just by the flavor. I'm sorry, I go to. Sorry, I'm I'm suspect of the magic of the candy floss. It's just very suspect to me because you don't cry that good at normal food usually. I don't know. I cry every time I make a new batch of gunpowder. This stuff just makes my insides all warm and tingly. That also sounds maybe like. A personal problem. Also, can I just say Belladonna's like acquired a turkey leg? You don't know where it came from. Just <laughs> yeah. eating it. Oh what? my gosh, yes. She's, oh, you know what? Know. If you don't want to know, don't ask. I'm minding my own over here eating this succulent turkey leg. But besides that, you did totally steal that. I mean, don't ask, don't tell, right? Yes. There we go. So, besides looking for candy floss, what's the plan? I believe that we most likely for going to get candy floss. We should sneak around or try to find disguises. Because he knows we're here. Disguises, I like that. I'm not getting rid of my hat. But the hat's the reason why he figures out it's you. That will be the saddest moment in our lives. My hat is me! Tell you what, I'll put my hat in my pack. Is that fair? Now you look weird. Just jealous of my pack, yeah. Hey, we all have our own personal looks. I believe yours is with a hat. This but is also, so when we're looking around, we shouldn't make it look like we're trying to do recon. Because if somebody looks too suspicious when they're looking around, it draws a lot more attention. Oh, okay. So then Mikey Belladonna walks out of the tent. Cool. Lucky okay. in hand. Oh, jeez. <laughs> Is there anything I can do to roll for a disguise before I go out? If we're looking around, maybe we can find some carnival clothes or something. So, Belladonna has walked out of the tent. You two are still in the tent, and you want to look for stuff. I just want to see if maybe there's something... If we're looking around, maybe I can find me a cape to drape over. Cape? <laughs> yeah, I... Back in the time in the military, I had one commander. He had one of those... What do you call them? Like half caves, quarter caves? That just slings over his arm? Yeah. I'm just looking for a quick mask or something. Sure, Robbie, and investigate. <laughs> Please, Dice, redeem yourself after your big mistake of rolling an 11. Dirty 20. Nice. <laughs> Very nice. The, the Dice have redeemed themselves. The Dice gods are with you, mate. Yes. I'm oh, sorry, I'm totally getting used to this accent. <laughs> yes, you are. You are very in there. Okay, so... These Nick. are not Joanna eggs. <laughs> oh my gosh. So, Nick, you're able to look around the tent, and you find a couple of worn out, like, clown outfits. Like, the big old long jumpsuits with the stripes and all that good stuff with the big old ruffly neck feather thing. <laughs> the big old ruffle. Yeah. Nope. I you did find an outfit, but... <laughs> I'm gonna keep that in storage for the future. Oi, Nick, did you find a cape? No, I found a clown outfit. Do you want to wear it? Oh, no, you want shot in the face. Hey, I asked you. You don't have to shoot me in the face. Just say no. Good, mate. I'm good. Okay, I'm gonna, I'm gonna put that in the bag, and then I'm gonna head out and follow Belladonna from a distance. Hey, 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 hey! 
We're doing the old spy technique of each of us leaving at different times and meeting up somewhere else. Okay, so while that's going on, Belladonna, you exit the ten turkey leg in hand. Don't know where you got the turkey leg, but we're rolling with it. <laughs> Magical turkey leg. Can't sure if she's got. She can summon. Oh my gosh! Please, now I need to make that into an actual spell. Summon turkey leg. No, no, it's her mysterious magic um, item. It's just a turkey leg that regenerates itself. Oh my gosh! Endless lunch. That's what it is. <laughs> oh my goodness. <laughs> okay, so Belladonna. Oh my gosh. So Belladonna, as you exit the tent with turkey leg in hand, you're just walking out. You take a couple of steps forward before you unexpectedly bump into a figure. At first, you can't necessarily tell who it is from behind, but as you two collide, this figure turns around and you notice that there is a human female fully decked out in clown attire. So outfit, makeup, big ol' pink wig and as you take a further look at her outfit you notice that she is dressed in kind of the shabby black and white polka dot suit with bright scuffed up red boots on her feet she is also riding a unicycle and you notice that her pink hair is teased into the sugar floss kind of texture that is sugar floss aka candy cotton so it's like candy cotton-like texture to her hair. And you notice that her teeth are very sharp and pointed. And uh, her tongue is also like a bubblegummy pink kind of color to it. Very unnatural for a little bit. And as you both, as you accidentally knock her off the unicycle and both of you get taken aback, she gets up and she's, ooh, my apologies. Are you okay? Yeah, I'm fine. I like your unicycle. It's, I've been working on it for quite some time. Oh, an engineer. A performer per se, but eh, Tamata, what are you going to do? Oh, what are you going to do? Potato, potato. Okay, say now here, I'm looking for something in particular. Something that I've heard told of far and wide in this place. If you could, wonder if you could lend me a hand. Ooh, straight to business. I like you. Oh, but where are my manners? She sticks out her hand. It's coated in, like, dirt, and it looks like candy stickiness has been... There's traces of candy stickiness left on her hand. She's like, the name's Pinky. How do you do? Oh, it's a pleasure to meet you, Miss Pinky. You can call me Bella. My <laughs> friends call me Bella. And so she... I'm assuming you take her Oh, hand. yeah, take her... I'm. <laughs> meeting her halfway and giving a firm dad shake oh my goodness like a used car salesman just a real firm good how you doing kind of moment alrighty so after that <laughs> so miss Miss Pinky if I might ask you seem yes. like you're a colorful kind of sort of person and I, I don't mean to intrude but I did notice your hand it's a little bit sticky. A little bit sticky like you've had some candy recently. You wouldn't happen to know where a girl could go to get some candy floss, would you? Oh, so you're looking for the candy floss. Oh, yeah, the good stuff. Yes, and she, Pinky kind of just gazes off into the distance as if she's remembering a fond memory, but then retracts, shakes her head, and retracts back to reality. Oh, yeah, the last time I saw some sugar floss you would want to go to the food court area that's where all the food is normally but and she begins to look for something in her pocket now where did i leave him ah, here he is and from her pocket she just pulls out a folded piece of paper and before she begins to unfurl it, you could start to see this piece of paper just start to wiggle around a little bit. And so she's trying to like unfold it. She's like, now, hey, hold still. And before she gets a chance, like she drops the piece of paper onto the floor and it begins to unfurl itself on its own accord. And before you know it, you have this parchment of paper that also has like, it's wrinkled enough to give shape to some sort of pair of eyes and a mouth. 
and this map is just like, hey, 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 what do you, it's like, what, hey, hands off the <gasps> merchandise. Oh my gods and goddesses. And so Pinky picks up this parchment and is like, now map, how many times have I told you it's not nice to scare our new friends that way? Eh, what are you going to do? I just don't like being stuffed in pockets. <laughs> you know what? That is so true. It can be a little bit stifling. I've been stuffed in a pocket once. <laughs> I'm a very Thank small person. Thank you. You understand my plight here. It's, it's dark, it's damp, and some of the things that people put in their pockets, it's never a good thing. It's damp. I feel, ooh, that's real unfortunate. But you know what? Hey, your friend doesn't leave you lying all about the place, though, so... There, yeah. a little bit of give, a little bit of take there, huh? We're all yeah. friends. Yeah, being, being stuck with Pinky isn't the worst thing, I guess. And Pinky just, just looks at Map. Now, Map, we've been through a lot together, but it seems our new friend here is new to the Revelia. Ah, she is. Welcome to the Revelia, kid. You're gonna have a great time. Oh, I look forward to it. Now, Map, our friend here is looking for sugar flots. Sugar floss, you say? Man, I haven't had it in a long time. But why have you brought me out of your pocket, Pinky? I figure that since they're new around here, I figured that you accompany them and guide them through everything. So what you're saying is you're breaking up with me, kid. My hot. Oh my god. She's eating the turkey leg furiously, watching, like looking back and forth like she's watching a, you know, a telenovela. Like, oh <gasps> Now, Map, that's not what this is. This is. It sounds about it to me, kid. That's okay. <clears throat> I understand. Bigger and better things. You don't need old Map anymore. Oh, Map, please don't be like that. No. It's okay. Like, it's okay. I understand. Oh. And then Pinky and Map just start as much as a mat, a parchment of paper can cry, <laughs> oh. they both start sobbing. He's like, uh, map, Pinky. <laughs> oh, they were dramatic. a map and a clown. Their love could never be. Next time, clown and map. Our <laughs> dynamic duo break up. Find out on the next episode. Honestly, we just created like a spinoff series that I'm here for. <laughs> I love it. One's the it's one shot. It's the one shot, yes. <laughs> we tell the origin story. <laughs> oh Pinky my god. And the map. So much. But, anyways, so after witnessing the melodramatics of it all, they like dab their eyes. But in all seriousness, welcome to the Revelia, kid. I'd be happy to show you around. Just make sure that if you're gonna put me in pockets or a bag or something, make sure you tell me first so I can mentally prepare myself. <laughs> yeah, you know what? Absolutely, man. Maybe we can find a way for you to be more out and open and carefree, unless that's not good for your long-term health. I'm sure I could... <laughs> I'm sure if I got some string and some tape, I could fashion you into a little cape that I could just wear. And then you could fly free behind me as we skip through this Revelia. Or, or you can go in my backpack, but that's up to you. I'm not going to make you do anything you don't want to do. Either way is fine, but we can talk about it. But I'd be happy to guide you to where you need to go. Oh, oh. but uh, you should also probably make sure that your friends hear all this, too. As Map, as best as he can, points over to where our other party members are currently spying. This time we've probably walked up to them, haven't we? <laughs> yeah. It's like, our cover has been blown. <laughs> it's going to say Belladonna narrows her eyes and she's like, mm. Maybe. That is so cool. Why, thank you. I appreciate it. And at this point, kind of pinky just looks like Map is in good hands, both figuratively and physically, I see. Eh? <laughs> oh, Pinky, it's been such a short time that we've known each other, but I already feel like we're lifelong friends. Or at uh, least but... really good acquaintances that could go out and get a bagel or like just some coffee, something. Ooh, but I really, would love that. <laughs> oh, sounds good, doesn't it? But thank you so much again for all your help. It's been incredible. Oh, of course. And as she turns around and begins walking away, oh, there's one more thing I forgot. Make sure before you do anything, you go stop by the ticket booth and grab your tickets. You're going to need them while you're here. Of course. 
they're how you buy stuff around here, pay for things, rides, games, food. Yes. <laughs> Thank you for that pro tip, because you're the first person to tell us that since arriving. That's good to know. That's definitely a step on the way to the end goal, which for me is sugar floss. So, thank you, Pinky. <laughs> of course. And she turns around and just waves, looking back, waves goodbye to all of you, and then heads off in a different direction. As in a cycle. Oh, and she quickly runs back, picks it back up, jumps back on it, and wheels away on the unicycle. I look at Bella and I'm like, boy, you can't forget your unicycle. Max, we could have had a unicycle. <laughs> think but next time, my man. Think. My <laughs> yeah, it's true. She was really nice. She did do us a good turn. I wouldn't want to. But man, that you unicycle. Talking Mac now. Why are you talking about him like he's not here and can't talk to you? His he has a name. Not... Name's... I was talking directly to you and not directly. Maybe you should practice talking to our good new friend, Map. I will practice. Map, what's your name? Well, it's a long story. My full name is Mapthew, but Map for short is fine. <laughs> yeah, but Map Map is fine for short. Okay. I have so many more questions then, but okay. A lot of questions. Eh, Such it's you. fine. Don't talk about gunpowder with him. It won't stop. Don't know what that means, but sure. You'll find out. It's basically powder that can explode. It's like what's used in fireworks. Oh. It's the main component in a firework. Oh, okay. So you're like... So you're like Madam Sophie here. Okay, gotcha. Now it makes more sense. This Madam Sophie? Oh, just... you never... Oh, now, don't we're, worry we're about it. Here, she... So. As I figured, but Sophie, she is the best thing since slice of bread. She's in charge of making all the extra spectacular things that go on. That parade you saw, all the fireworks that were happening, she made those and it was a great time. All of the different costumes and all of the different animals and things like that, that's one of her own creation. So that, like, winged beast with all her... Uh, Glass for wings. Did she make that too? Oh yeah. Oh. I believe we know who we're interested in speaking to here. There's one little problem with that. Yes, map. She's very, she's very busy, so she really doesn't have time to see people. It's more of those things where she'll call you instead of you go to her. But if you ever get the chance to meet her, she's such a sweetheart. I love her. She's great. I hope you're correct with that assumption. I call <laughs> Nick aside and say, Nick, I got a question for you. Yes? And I turn back towards uh, Map. Madam Sophie, right? Correct. Yes. Alright, good. I'm bad with names. Sorry about that. Eh, hey. don't worry about it. I'll be your guide to everything, sweetheart. Appreciate it, mate. <laughs> but if this Madam Sophie makes all this stuff, Maybe she can help us out, so maybe if we help her out with her busy schedule, whatever, she might help us out in return. Yes, I might. And knowing Bella probably heard this, and I'll look towards her. Yeah, yeah? Sure. You can roll insight on that answer if you would like to. You know what? I will try. <laughs> I know what my dice are gonna do to me, but I will try. <laughs> like, but I will try. Because I've either got extremely good luck or extremely bad luck. That's a 17 plus two. That's 20. That's a 22. <laughs> yeah, she didn't hear a word. She was so busy just staring. She was <laughs> did not hear a word of it. She has she no idea what you're talking about. <laughs> She's too yeah. busy eating turkey leg and yeah. looking at the Revelia. Yeah, she totally agrees with us. Just like, just like giving like the head shake like she didn't hear a thing. It's like, no, she did not. I'm just trying to communicate. Yeah, we all try. I was, I was more wanting to talk to her on how she does the fireworks and everything. But 
the sheets and all those costumes and stuff, she is really on the boss's side, most likely. We'll keep it in mind, at least. Yes, most likely. So, uh, what do you think? Uh, you want to look around a bit? We need- Of course! First off, we need to get those tickets. Oh yeah, Didn't we gotta find it. Uh, I would rather have some cash on me than not have any money at all. Certainly. Let me show you the way. And so, who's holding Map right now? <laughs> Alright, so Bella, Map, like, starts to wiggle in your hands and then just, like, flips around. Hang on, let me make sure I get this right. Flips around, and on the back of Map view of Map is the actual map of the Revelia, which I am posting now into the commentary channel. Ooh! So it's a little small, Yo. you're gonna, you're gonna need to Whoa. open it up a little bit. <laughs> okay, yeah. So, if you are looking at the map, you guys are currently located in, You guys are currently located towards the closer entrance of the two, so you're like... Near, num you're near location two, where the statues of Hecna were when you guys walked in, so there's like a a little tent directly next to it so you're closer to the entrance way but yeah so <laughs> the jamboree wow, portion is currently anyway. where you guys are at <laughs> now where you want to go according to your plan is you want to go to the ticket booth real quick which isn't too far it's directly north from where you guys are currently at so yeah. there's that and then there's some other places that you can visit as well and the Jamboree area is currently the area of the Revelia that you are currently at. Okay, I have to ask this dumb question now that I see it on the map. Okay, what's the do, dumb question? Do we see the Hecna Yatrod? As you guys are looking at map high above you all, you notice... And first you hear it, then as you look on up, you see a giant, like, screen that is being carried around by numerous balloons. And just as you are looking at the screen, for a little bit, you see a replay of the parade. And then you just see different guests walking around, like a candid camera type of situation. Then you see, like, a game show for some reason where someone is interviewing someone. It looks to be, like, in a studio audience somewhere. And then you also see, like, different people at the Midway playing different carnival games and just... It's basically a huge flying advertisement board and showing, like, what people are up to in the Revelia. <laughs> hey, Matt? Yeah? We're gonna have to miniature and find a way to make it popular. That's gonna make us a lot of money, Matt. Yeah, I guess. I don't know exactly what that means, but yeah. I was saying is... Matt, not Map. <laughs> yeah, it's Map. If you gonna call me the full name, it's Map Few, but Map for short, please. <laughs> That's pretty cool. Did um, I mess up? Uh, uh, is his name actually Mark? Uh, M names tonight! <laughs> we're going to the ticket booth. Yep. I was trying to talk to Preacher, that was the thing, I'm sorry. Ten names. So, once again, it is Max. Max. Dang it. I feel like that's kind of becoming a little sitcom, too. Max and Map. <laughs> oh my gosh, yes. Oh my god, Eminem. Is that the ship name? Oh, oh my gosh. <laughs> no, let's not get into shipping culture this episode. That's down the line. <laughs> I'm already engaged, honey. Nick, you and Max are having a conversation. <laughs> yep. What's up, Nick? The giant floating screen. Or whatever that is. We need to remake it and make it popular. There's no way people are not going to buy that. Could you imagine how much the royal family would pay for something like that? Yes, I can. Then I think I'm, I'm underestimating it. I could buy... So much iron ore with that. You could technically have a monopoly on it, most likely. And the camera just kind of zooms in, like, danger close to Max's face. Yeah, we oh my need God. it. Oh, jeez. This is going to become a recurring thing. I love it. Just because I want to, I'm pretty sure every single one of us has just heard the SpongeBob voice. 
I wasn't going to say anything, but yes, you are not wrong. Oh my goodness. So we're going to put the pin in that in a little bit. So, as you guys are making your way towards the ticket booth, along the short distance traveled, uh, map is just going over a couple of things, telling you all the great places to check out. When you get the tickets, you should check out just, there's a food court, there's a midway where you can win tickets, all that good stuff. And then, shortly enough, you guys make it to the area near the ticket booth. There's only one little problem. As you guys are approaching the ticketing booth, that there is a ginormous crowd surrounding a red velvet booth, which is den denoted by a kind of wood carved sign above it that reads in like horrible handwriting. Like it was, it's just all caps. Like the spacing is weird. Get your tickets here. You are. <laughs> yeah, yours misspelled. Tickets is like. It's T I, it's T I C I T S. Tick it. It's spelled G I T. And then, in front of this booth, that there's like a fountain that's like bidding out water droplets that look like tickets. I guess we're gonna have to sit here for a couple of hours, everyone. Oh my goodness. Yeah. So I'm assuming you guys stand in line. Oh yeah. Just yeah. Belladonna yeah. has another turkey leg out of nowhere. Oh yeah. I don't know, this time she reaches into the endless lunchbox and pulls out a bag of, like, salt and vinegar chips. Oh my gosh. Okay, so we're making this canon. Belladonna has a magical lunchbox. That is... What if that's the magic thing? That got my book good bonky boy to believe in magic. It's just the magical lunchbox. It's like the orc magic from the 40k universe. Because everyone believes it's magic, it is magic. Okay, it, you heard it here, folks, on the podcast. I am making this lunchbox a magical item and giving it to Belladonna. We are making this canon. <laughs> I would like to I would like to sleight of hand some food into my hand. Absolutely not. Stay away from my lunchbox. Hey, hey I'm using Belladonna I, is I am, not uh, above chopping your hands off. Stay away from my lunchbox. So here's what's here's what's gonna happen. We're you're going <laughs> to have we're gonna have an opposed role. So we're gonna have uh, Nick roll for sleight of hand, and we are gonna have Belladonna roll for perception. <laughs> I, I'm I'm using the wires for this, so I'm away from her, so she can't just immediately strike me down. Oh, y'all are in line though. Oh, <laughs> I'm not assisting Nick. Okay, I have a 17. I got a nat 20. So, yeah, so Nick, with the wires, you try to sneak some. Whatever is in Belladonna's magical lunchbox. But as your wires, like, attempt to get closer to the lunchbox, Belladonna... You know what, Belladonna? Describe how you dissuade his wires from your lunchbox. I see the glint of silver just out of, like, my peripheral vision. And I'm gonna say that she just ducks out of the way. And real quick, a dagger just comes up, twists around a wire, and she's, nice try! Back I off. I still have nine different wires. Oh, I didn't break it. She but not I yes. will break no, that. You're not getting away with it. I'm, yeah, not getting, I'm not getting away with this. I'm just stating a fact. He's, I will have some of your food in that lunchbox. <laughs> I will have it one day. You will see. Absolutely not. As I just bring the wires back. Oh, oh my goodness. Mm -hmm. as, as I just pull out one of those rice summoning also summon fried foods oh yeah well would you like Max some chips actually wouldn't be too bad or, or what is it that others call uh, french fries oh you want fries yeah 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 let me and she reaches in and she pulls out one of those little cardboard white and red striped boats just piled I with twice fried seasoned salt, just the pinnacle, and there's a nice cup of ketchup on the side. She goes, there you go, Max. Wait, wait are these like five guy fries? No, those uh, are too limp. These are a little crisper than that. Oh, I, I, like, fair <laughs> enough, but ow, ow. Now see, Nick, see what happens when you actually ask. Uh, bless. Hey, hey. I'm a man of science and I wanted to test something. And you failed. 
That is science. You should know better than anyone how science works. <laughs> oh my goodness. Yeah, so, well, um, that's why I have my hair parted like, like it is, because, uh, yeah, the other side's kind of, yeah. Oh. So, so also, yeah, the oh, part the head doesn't actually grow hair. And so, again, yeah, I, I, oh, what, what do you plan if we ever get out of here? I, I don't know. I don't really care. I'm mostly just traveling with my buddy here. And she's gonna give a little elbow to her bugbear friend. Be like, we're just traveling around, you know, seeing the sights, seeing the world, doing whatever we happen to fall into at the moment. Blowing by the seat of the pants, as it were. Oh, yeah. Just yeah. out here having a great old time. I can respect Max, that. Max, let me guess what you're gonna do. Make more guns. I mean... More than likely, yeah, because after discovering what this powder can do, uh, I'm sure the King of Iman would be eternally grateful to equip his army with such things, but honestly, I'd like to actually just settle down. I never thought he was one who would settle down, actually. Mate, I've been in many campaigns, and <laughs> I, I, I like to kind of take it slow for a little while. If anything, just settle down for like a little while. Not settle down as in having kids or anything, in case, like I said, another adventure comes up, but eventually, yeah, I would like to settle down, fa have a family. That'd be later on down the road. And I'd, like, I'd also like to have like my own blacksmith shop. I've got a forge and everything now, but wouldn't hurt to make a little extra money. Enough as is, well enough as is, but a little extra can't hurt. That is true. That is so Wow, that is so sweet. I love it. But as this... Through these little misadventures and conversations, it feels as if time has finally passed enough to where you guys realize that now you're at the front of the line in front of the booth. Oh, and so this whole then, time I'll my, my chips with the... Thank you me. have a french fry boat and a little ketchup boat. <laughs> like, well, absolutely. I'm not going to eat it all. I could, but that would just make me I'm going to split some of the rice cakes which I pulled out with them. I'm sure some of those with them. Oh, I love this. this. This is adorable. But anyways, as you guys finally make your way to the front of this line in the ticketing booth, that operating this booth Kind of sitting there is a doll-like kind of person wearing a frilly pink dress and that her hair is very blonde and tight little ringlets. So think of like very traditional big old like southern hair with the big old ringlets. And that attached to her limbs and clothing is a string of these red tickets. And they're wound up above her into the velvet fabric of this booth with more hanging in streams from a kind of small satchel attached to the side of her dress and trailing along the ground. So in front of you, so at first, this individual is just sitting there uh, moving a little bit. And then she turns her head as you guys approach. And then she begins to say, and she's now. Please bear with me. This, this is going to be the fun part, but I'm going to try to pronounce this correctly. So as you guys approach this ticket booth, she catches your gaze, and then she says, Rolly rune vor revelia. Wall being smoky wasn't a bunch of boon. And she just looks at you and just smiles. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah, bunch yeah. of boon, of course. Do I recognize this language? Nope, none of you do. But at this point, map is just like... I forgot. Yep, you're all new here. So yeah. let me translate for you. Thank you. That will be a blessing, Matt. Now, you will come to understand a little bit more that here in the Revelia we have our own language uh, for certain things. This is known as... Eh, how do I say this? The official language of the Revelia is known as gobbledygook. Ah, uh, <laughs> yes. Yes. Oh no. <laughs> yeah, gobbledygook is the official language here in the Revelia. It's a 
It takes some time to get used to, but I'll make sure to teach you a little bit before, but... She basically, to translate for you, she says, Welcome to the Revelia, where merriment isn't optional. Maybe, but okay. It's hard not to have fun here. Look at everything that's going around. Look at Bella, she's having a blast already. That is true. Oh, yeah. But yes. And uh, I also look at Map. Is, is it that she only understands gobbledygook, or does she understand, like, common and all that? She just oh, can only speak gobbledygook. Oh no, Polly here can speak common. So, you can have a conversation with her. It's just that sometimes we, Revelas, we slip back into the gobbledygook of it all. But you can have a conversation with her. And at this oh. point, Polly, the marionette ticket booth, is just like, now, you must have come for your free ticketies, my loves. Otherwise, how are you going to pay for all those lovely thingamabobs you're about to get into? Newcomers get free tickets. Of course. Everybody gets... Now, hun, everybody gets free tickets when they come see me. At least if you're new here. But then, to get more, you're kind of going to have to earn some more. There are people who want to give you jobs. You can win some at the midway. You could trade for some, but... It's a good time, hun. Buy, trade, or earn is how you get more tickets. Exactly. Okay, that's an easy enough concept. Yep. Which is why I think these are gonna be important. And so, from her dress, you see her kind of take a bunch of the tickets that are swirling around her as acting as strings a little bit, and takes a couple of them, folds them into a nice little booklet, and hands each of you a little booklet. So, each of you now has 10 red tickets. So, the way that currency works here in the Revelia is that there are three types of, there's three main types of tickets. You have your red tickets, you have your blue tickets, and you have your yellow tickets. So, despite the color, think of red as your copper then your silver would be blue, and then obviously the yellow tickets are going to be gold. Okay, give me just a second to get that rope down. World building! <laughs> red, blue, and yellow, you said? Yes, so red is the equivalent of what you would normally have as copper. Blue takes the place of silver. And then obviously yellow tickets are representative for gold. <laughs> okay. How, I'm sorry, could you say again how many we were given of each? Ten. So you, you, you were each given ten red tickets. <laughs> ten red tickets. Mm. Polly, was it? Yes, sweetheart, how can I help you? You said we could also buy tickets. What are the costs for the, for the different tickets? When I buy tickets, when I say you can buy tickets, what I meant to say was this is that other than me giving you these for free... You're going to have to earn the rest of them. Okay, and okay. So there's not like any other booths or something that we can exchange uh, gold or silver for for ticket. It's a uh, earn a trade, right? That is correct. But there are many... Now, don't fret, m love. There are many ways that someone can earn tickets around here. You can go to the midway and play some games. You can do some odds and ends for different people who might have jobs for you around here. But there are many opportunities to earn some tickets. And the more you have, the easier it's going to be around here so you can have more fun. Understandable, Polly. Now, since we're on the subject of help, uh, helping out around here, is there anything we can do for you? And Polly kind of thinks for a moment. Now, I think I'm good, hun, but I did hear that there are, maybe I can give, maybe I could send you to help Ramona. And who's this Ramona? Oh, Ramona's such a sweetheart. She's in charge of the hostel down the way. Now, I'm not here to judge people. Only Hecna can do that, but... Some folks just sleep wherever and just find a place. If you can manage it, 
the hostel is a nice place if you want somewhere comfortable to be sleeping. Yes, <laughs> and that would be a little bit expensive for a comfortable room. You would have to talk to Ramona for that, but if you do help her, I'm pretty sure she would let you stay there for a discount. She's having a hard time finding some reliable folk to help her with whatever it is that she's got going on over there. Okay, then. How much much is sugar floss? Now, honey, I'm gonna let you in on a little secret. Even I don't know that price. It tends to fluctuate. There is somebody in the food court that you should probably go see eventually. But I believe she is out at the moment. But if you want to, if you come back later and talk to me, I know a little bit of the ins and outs around here. Again, it's none of my business, but you could say that I got the scoop on lots of things going on around here. Anything for you, hun? I believe that we should head to the hostel. That sounds good. What do you think, Bella? Should we go and help out this Ramona? I think it sounds like as good a deal as any, because if I'm not wrong, these little red guys aren't going to really do much for us. We need to get some dash. Yeah. Map, since you're part of this crew, what do you think? I trust Polly. For, I've known Polly for a very long time, and she knows the ins and outs around this place, so if she's telling us to head to the hostel, she probably has some... What do the kids say nowadays around here? She knows the T. Is that how we pronounce it? I don't know anymore. But she has the ins and outs. She has the juicy gossip of what's going on. I'll trust her. Is is the lost and found that way? Yeah, the lost and found is in a different direction. We can stop by there if you like, but I would check out the hostel first. But we can make a pit stop along the way if you wish. I'm just here for the adventure, kid. I'm good with either or. What about you guys? Well, during the time, I think we should go to the hostel first. Yeah, I was thinking the same thing. Then to the hostel we go. Cool. All right. All so, right, Polly, you have, a, you have a good day, all right? Oh, you too, hun. And I look forward to... Co- now, don't be a stranger, y'all. And with that, I guess the party is moving on out. That simply makes the situation more difficult. I mean, just think about it. If we end up helping Ramona out, we oh, can... Not... Yeah. All right. That's fine. Helping people out is part, is part of the dealio. I'm talking about the part where they have their own language. That's the part that's going to be hard to deal with in the future. You know what? Well, you got to silver lining it. Out with that. But we discovered the language they can't hide anything from us? Yes, that is the good that's the silver lining of that. No, just think about it. Once you get out of here, you'll know a language no one else knows on the outside. Huh? Yes. But, but with her saying that, I just playfully look at her and it's like, you think we're gonna start our own occult or something? You gotta think business mindedly, Max, my boy. That would keep up most trade secrets that we have secret. I want to be able to translate gobbledygook. True. Also from the Revalia. Oh my goodness, I love it. Alrighty. <laughs> no, I really do. This is amazing. I love it. You guys are awesome. But with map in hand, you guys make your way towards the hostel. So it doesn't take too much time to walk over there. But as you get closer into view of the hostel, that there is a two-story inn, and it's the hostel is made up of mismatched wood. What looks to be hastily constructed to form a narrow building that kind of leans slightly to the right. So think of Tim Burton architecture. So get that image in your head. So yeah. embedded on the building's facade are windows of various shapes and sizes. <laughs> and then there's like a hot pink door that is covered in like half eaten candy and gum, which is just a record of thousands upon thousands of revelers just sticking their gum to the peeling wood. It's a great time. God, I love of- this place. <laughs> to- I think I've got to know a first task. This <laughs> a petty tool. This totally isn't a murder house. 
Oh, don't you worry. Because to the right of the building is a wooden sign. Actually, no. Back it up. So to the left of the door is a flickering neon sign illuminating only the M and the E in the word welcome. So it's just me <laughs> flashing there <laughs> on and off. And to the right of this building is a wooden sign reading. Funny enough, it reads hostile, like something is hostile in large red letters. But there is a giant line that has been crossed through the word and the word hostile, like shoddily written and scrawled underneath it. <laughs> We're going to have to renovate this place a lot, aren't we? And as you guys are taking in this Tim Burton-esque looking in, you f faintly hear the sounds of shouting and commotion kind of spill from the slightly opened hot pink door to the hostel. Oh, here's the first murder. Grady. And with that little lovely imagery on the end right there, that is where we're going to conclude tonight's session. Oh. <laughs> so there is screaming and shouting coming from the inside of the hostel, which you guys have found yourselves in front of. But that is going to be it for tonight. You guys, oh my god. Can I just say the turkey leg is just it was it's magical. I love it. <laughs> it's forgiving flavor. I do want you to know that I added a magical item to my inventory on D&D &D Beyond. I simply named it Magical Lunchbox. <laughs> and the right. description is summons food on command. It's for flavor, LOL. <laughs> I want I since Nicholas is a very different character from wait, blah. Nicholas is a different character from Allard. I can't just do my magical tea shtick with the Maysinger family. I can't do it. He's not part of that family. Oh my goodness, you guys. Tonight was awesome. But when we come back for next episode, we'll see what happens and see what kind of misadventures you guys get into with this hostel. But that is going to conclude tonight's episode. So to everyone listening, thank you for tuning in to another episode of Hecna, a D&D 5th edition actual play podcast. When we come back next episode, we'll see what kind of misadventures our crew gets into with this uh, hostel, if you will. It's going to be a great time. But for me and my cast here at the D&D Vitrive Productions, remember everyone listening to us, make sure you take care of one another, love each other, and as always, let the good times roll. See you next episode. Bonjour!